copyright for it. So uh, tonight, tonight's lesson is going to be, I'm going to start with John chapter 14. And uh, it's, me and Jeremy had a conversation yesterday or day before he has yesterday, I think. And it's, it's amazing how God can uh, communicate to his people the things that uh, he is trying to get through to us and trying to get um, understanding and peace into our lives. Um, he used two of the scriptures that I wrote down a week and a half ago for this lesson just yesterday in an email that was sent out because it was, it was something that was on my heart and it was something that was on my mind and I just started writing down these scriptures and, and it's just amazing how that, that came about. And so in John chapter 14, in, uh, starting in the first verse there in John chapter 14, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the, the way where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. And that, that scripture a, a, week or a week and a half ago was, was, was on my heart because he just starts out telling his, his inner sanctum, his, his, his 12, just to say, hey, listen, there's stuff going on in this world. There's stuff going on in our lives. There's stuff that's going to be happening going forward. But don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let this stuff weigh you down. Because I've given you a promise. I've given you a future. He says, believe in God and believe also in me. And he tells them, hey, I've gone in my father's house. There are many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I have these things for you. I have this purpose for you. We have this purpose and this plan that is built specifically for you. And Thomas is like, wait a minute. I don't understand this. I don't know what's going on. He goes, we don't know what you're talking about, basically. He goes, I don't know where you're going and the way how you're getting there. And Jesus answered him very simply and very pointed. And Jesus said to him, listen, listen, guys, listen, Thomas. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And through all this chaotic time that we're going through right now, these scriptures came on my mind. And I was like, listen, all we need to be telling people, hey, just go to Jesus. He's the way. He's the truth of all of this. There might be, we, we talked about before we started, how there's, there's infiltrating and all this uh, uh, news that's not real, that people are falsifying numbers and falsifying uh, news media and to get people frantic and it, it's working. There's people panicking right now. And uh, I had my, my framing superintendent show up this morning. He's the big boss. He's the guy that his son is a supercross racer. And they were in uh, uh, Daytona, Florida for the supercross race because he was racing on that track. 
And they raced that day and they came into Houston, which was their next stop as a national for um, anybody under the age of 17. And they just flat shut everything down. And they had to come home. He wasn't supposed to be home for another 10 days because he had two more races to go to up in Loretta Lens. And this is like the biggest thing for amateur races in the entire United States. And uh, he came and, he's, and he was just asking me questions. And he was like, hey, I just wanted to get your opinion on these things. What does the Bible say about this stuff? And I said, you know what? There's nothing in the Bible about all this stuff. But what there is... And then I just started telling him some scriptures that, that, that God provides the peace in this. That God will provide that, that serenity, that, that peacefulness in our hearts to know that no matter what goes on, no matter the turmoil that's going on, look at the turmoil that was going on and around Jesus in his, in his crucifixion. And then you see how, how fear can grip us. Even the, 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 what we would consider the holiest of the brethren and, and Peter as Jesus even told them, hey, you're going to deny me. And Peter's like, there's no, no way. This is not going to happen. There's no way I'm going to deny you. But fear gripped him. The same way it can grip us. If we don't believe it can grip us, all you have to do is look at Peter. Monumental in the building of the churches. Monumental in the progressiveness, in the, the, in the progression of the gospel after Jesus had gone. Things that I couldn't even imagine doing. I mentioned to him, I was like, listen, Peter's the one that got out of the boat and walked on water. There's four other guys in the boat with him, never even got out. Yep. He had faith. I don't have that faith to step out on the water. But what we need to know and what we need to remember, it's only going to get worse for the next few weeks. But just remind people that when you're talking to them, hey, listen. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I don't pretend to know all the answers, but I do know that he does. I do know that he can provide that peace in our hearts to when we walk into a store, that our worry doesn't go through the roof, that our, our, our peace can be about us, that we can be a beacon to this community to where, how can you not be freaking out about this? Because I know my God's on my side. If you skip down in some more scriptures and... and um, same chapter 14 in verse 25 it says these things i have spoken to you while abiding with you but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all these things and bring to remembrance that all that uh, i said to you peace i will leave to you my peace i will give to you not as the world gives do i give to you let not your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful you heard that it is said to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would uh, have rejoiced because you go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Oh, I read one verse. When I, was to, I was supposed to stop in verse 27. There's another scripture that Brother Jeremy sent out, and it's just, he's listen. He goes, I know. I know how hard it's going to be, but there's peace. He says, don't let your heart get wrapped up in these things. We, you know, I get people showing me their phones all the time now. It's weird. And look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And it causes anxiety. And even I'll catch myself. And I'm like, hey, man, maybe I need to get to the store. <laughs> and then I start thinking to myself. And it was a scripture Brother Josh sent out. 
uh, was it yesterday? This morning. This morning. It is what, what David was saying about, um, what was it? Um, you got my phone. I got it right here. Oh, I've been young and I've been old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. Listen, if we're doing what's right and we're seeking God's face and we're, we're relying upon him, we might not have everything that we want. And he never promised that. But we're not going to be begging for scraps. In uh, John chapter 6, oh, I don't. Yeah, John chapter 16. Chapter 14. Sorry. Yeah, all right. In verse uh, 32 of John chapter 16, it says, Behold, an hour is coming, and has already come, for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and leave, and leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. And that's, that was verses 32 and 33 of John chapter 16. And that's what we got to remember. Like uh, uh, Brother Jeremy was teaching, I think it was the week before last, he goes, listen, when all this is done and all this is over, Jesus wins. No matter how how this world is going to come to an end and how it looks like and how it, 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 all this accumulates into whatever uh, procedure it comes to to end, Jesus wins. He's overcome all of this. He controls all of it. And he says, listen, in the world, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have these distresses. Sometimes this stuff happens so it can build our faith. But he says, take courage, understand that it is he that is in control. It is he that can provide the peace. It is he that we need to lean on and not our own understanding and not what we can, what we can accomplish when we get to the store and, and buy these other things. And, and it's so weird how, this, how this, this, this lesson comes together because I wrote down here, I wrote this over a week and a half ago. I said, so many things in this life can drag us down and cause our hearts to be troubled. But there is comfort and peace in Christ. And then I wrote here, Christ is the only way. Or we're going to end up just like the rest of them. Stressed out, worried, <coughs> anxiety written, not being able to sleep. Things that will just drive us absolutely crazy. And if you read over Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, in, uh, starting in verse 28, it says, We know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined, conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And whom he predestined, these he also called. In whom he called, these he also glorified. In whom he justified, or sorry, these he also justified. In whom he justified, these 
be also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Jesus Christ is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God? Who is it intercedes for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecutions, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword? Or is it just as is written, for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We are, uh, we are, we were considered as sheep being led to slaughter. But it, but in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angel nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor power nor height nor depth nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. There's just nothing there. And let we, unless we allow this stuff to creep into us, I, I love that, that, and I used it in a lesson uh, last year sometime, but I heard it on the, the Christian radio station on uh, the Sirius satellite, and, it, and it's, it's where worry begins, faith ends. And where faith begins, worry ends. We can separate this, and we can say, well, it's just so stressful, Brother Chad. It's just, it drives me crazy. But that's when our faith needs to kick in and to know that this scripture is here. Listen to what that says. What should we say to these things? If God is for us, who can stand against us? Who is against us if God is on our side? And it tells us, listen, I, and, and this is Paul writing this. He goes, listen, after all this is done and over, I am overwhelmingly, it says, but in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. And, he, and Paul says, listen, I'm convinced of this. That none of these things, the death, life, angels, principalities, things, things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. There's just nothing there unless we allow it to creep in and poison our hearts and poison our minds to know that, yeah, maybe this stuff is as bad as they say it is. Well, you know what? There's been a lot of bad things happen over time. I mean, you can go back and you can look at the stuff that happened with smallpox. You can go back and you can look at any epidemic that's happened maybe before even they had uh, antibiotics and all those things that just wiped out entire people. But God always has a plan. People are looking for answers. We can be the answer. We can have the answers. Listen, I don't have the answer why this is going on, but I can tell you what the solution is. Turn your life over to God and he'll take away that, that fright, that, that paranoia, that worry. And this is another scripture Jer Brother Jeremy used. Uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4. It's, you know, no matter how many times this kind of stuff happens where, where we all teach at different times, we're all studying different places, and we end up just using the same scriptures or speaking about the same things, 
And even though Jeremy wrote that that message out yesterday, and this was we, it, it, God wants this to get across to us. Amen. He wants us to know. Listen, I have your best in my grasp. I have it in mind. Just remember that you are one of mine. In Philippians chapter 4, in um, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayers and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is a good repute, if there's, anything, if there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. We have, a, we have an opportunity. We do. We really do. I got to talk to probably five different people today. And we got to, I got to speak Jesus to them just because of the situation that's going on and they know who I am and they know where my strength is going to come from. And they, we know that, listen, if I prayed it, if I, if I've taken my, my, uh, my anxieties and my worries and I put them in the, in God's hands and says, listen, he goes, and the peace of God, which surpasses everything that we can understand surpasses all comprehension. That means we're not going to be able to understand the peace that we feel when we put it in God's hands. Shall guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Then he tells them, just whatever the scenarios are, whatever's going on, think of the good things. Think of the things that are pure, the things that are honorable, the things that are right, the things that are of good repute and the excellences and the things of worthy of praise and dwell on those things and we won't worry about what's going on. We won't have the stress and the anxiety that seems so ever-present. Because there was, there was I even, it, like I said, it, it gripped me too. And I just, I had to stop because I, I was telling her, maybe we should. Maybe we should just get to the store. And then I said, you know what? I, I need to sit back and I need to pray because this is not the right way to feel. This is not the right attitude to have because I know my God's not going to forsake me. It's not going to happen. I might not have, not have the nice, comfortable uh, Charmin toilet paper to wipe my butt with, but... <laughs> You know, it might end up being a rough napkin, but, you know, it's, it's just those things that, I don't know, here's my note here. Okay. So... I added a couple of these, these scriptures in here because I, I was reading last uh, Monday night and uh, yesterday. I was reading some more scriptures and these things came to my mind. In Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41. And, you know, I, I had these notes written down and 
and I had them in order and then I had to mix them all up because then when I saw these scriptures, I was like, I, I have to read these because it, when he's, he's writing here in this book of Isaiah and in, in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. He's not going to he's not going to just drop us. That's not the way God works. We God tells us God is 100% righteous in his promises. And when he promises something, he fulfills it. And when his promises are, "Hey, if you don't forsake me, I will not forsake you." That's his promise. You put your trust in God, he will fulfill his end of the obligation because that's who God is. His promises are 100%. And that, I love this scripture. He says, don't anxiously look about you for I am your God. Don't worry about that army that's out there. Don't worry about that disease that's out there. Don't worry about this flu or whatever it is. I have the power in my hands. And in Isaiah chapter 40, one chapter back, <laughs> I, I, I love the way the scripture reads. And then uh, starting in verse 26 of Isaiah chapter 40, it says, lift up your eyes on high and see who created the stars. The one who leads forth from the host by number, he calls them all by name. Because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the uh, justice due me escape the notice of my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is, is, is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. The youth grow weary and tired, and vigorous men, young men, stumble badly. Yet, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up like wings with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired and they will walk and not become weary. God does not tire out. He never gives up. He never backs off. He never drains his strength. It's everlasting. And I love the way he writes that right there. Hey, listen, do you not know this? Have you not heard who the everlasting God is? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. And his understanding is inscrutable. It's, it's, not, it's not fathomable to us. That gives me so much comfort, so much peace to know that no matter what I bring it to my God, he's never going to get tired. He's never going to not have enough energy. He's never not going to have enough power. Even though I, my faith wearies, my strength wanes, 
My legs become weary. My heart becomes faint. God's never does. Never does. In Matthew chapter 11. I use this scripture a lot because it it says so much. It's 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 the Lord's just asking us, just just do this. Okay, just understand this. All you gotta do is come to me. And it's Matthew chapter eleven, starting in verse twenty, it says, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. There's so much peace and so much just, just so much rest to know that I don't have to fight the fight. That it's not me against the world. It is like, you know, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I commonly sit there and think about it and I'd sit there and think, man, Israel, all they did was walk around those walls. That's it. They didn't have tools. They didn't have battering rams. They didn't have, all they had to do was walk around and blow these horns at certain times. And those walls of Jericho come plummeting down. That's the same God that breaks down all the walls that are in front of us. The same exact stuff. We don't got to fight it. We don't got to break them down. All we have to do is, hey, all I asked you to do is put one foot in front of the other. All I'm asking you is to go that way. You just follow me. One step in front of the other and just keep moving forward. And he will provide the way. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. There is no path to the Father without that. So I got a couple more verses. Um, the 29th Psalm. Just two verses here. The 29th Psalm, verses 10 and 11. It says, The Lord sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. It, it's, it's, it, all we have to do is know and follow his his teachings follow what he has told us and he guarantees us peace guarantees it there's that song by ryan stevenson that they says in the eye of the storm it's so true because we can have 
and it's it's so true right now because it just seems like there's a there's a hurricane going on and around this world and it seems like we're in the eye of this thing and he says no matter what in that eye of that storm you just put your trust in God and he will guard our hearts and our minds and our souls and then the the last verse I want to read you and it's it's a pretty simple verse in, in Romans chapter 14 and it it's kind of breaking in the middle of all this context but I just I wanted to I wanted to read this to you in Romans chapter uh, 14 verse 17 it says for the kingdom of God is not eating drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit if we can keep that in mind and to know that even though things are going a little crazy right now, he, we can have the joy and the peace to know that if we live what God wants us to live, we will not have that worry. We will not have that stress. We will not have that anxiety. And when we get there and we see that swirling wind around us and we feel it, just pray that God guard your heart. Guard your soul. And I guarantee you that at any moment at that time, someone's going to talk to you because you're going to be able to reveal Christ to them. Maybe it's in a word of prayer at that moment. And you're like, hey, I'm worried too. Let me, let, let's pray over this right now. The Lord would help us to guide us, to, to, to guard our hearts, to guard our souls, to guard our families. He has the power. Let our hearts not be troubled. Believe in him that he will take care of it. And he will. He promised it. That's all I got.